Educators around the world do whatever it takes to empower the growth and learning of students. This we know. But they do not have access to things like radioactive spiders like Spider-Man, or super soldier serum like Captain America, or try the billions in personal wealth like Iron Man. No, their superpowers are found in their instructional expertise and ability to connect and build relationships with their students. It's true, not all superheroes wear capes. Stay tuned to this week's episode of GLG's Pop Culture Playground as we make some connections between the superheroes from Marvel's cinematic universe and teachers, staff, and leaders in our educational systems today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Grounded Learners Guild Summer Pop Culture Playground. We are bringing you new content this summer, just having a little bit of fun, hanging out with each other, talking about education still, but keeping it connected to pop culture and tying it to some easy, fun things like movies, television, music to keep things entertaining, but still make connections to our world of education, learning, and teams. And the format we're using for this summer's pop culture playground is Six Degrees of Education, where we spend some time making six very brief connections based on whatever theme we have for the week. And we have some norms or community agreements that we like to use to keep ourselves grounded in staying on track and so that we are bringing you the content that we would like in a efficient way. And so first norm is keeping this 20 minutes. That's been our goal of all of these and we're doing pretty well. And the second norm is that once you know the topic that there might be some spoilers if you haven't caught up on that. And full disclosure, you're going to see that there are some of these that are going to be spoilers for me because I am not the Marvel, dare I say it, nerd as you two are. And if you haven't watched the movies, you might want to watch the prior to listening just so that you haven't gotten anything that you don't want to hear yet. And so really for this particular topic, we're only focusing on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So as you know, there's Marvel Television Universe that sometimes there are things that maybe don't connect all the way or there's the Marvel comic book universe. We're solely focusing on the movies. And full disclosure, the Guild has not watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet. So pretty much that's the stopping point for all of us. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm like, I'm what are nerd. you talking about right now? Yeah, I'm <laughs> outing myself. I'm just like shaking here. I'm like, my husband's going to listen to this stuff and be like, Jenny, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm <laughs> try my best. I've That's done my weird. homework, but I still am going to show what I don't know. Yeah. Well, come on. That's we can't why. watch and connect everything. We got to give ourselves some content for next summer, right? Yeah. <laughs> and how many hours does it take to get through all these movies? Aren't there people out there that... Yeah, spend there's marathons yeah. right before new <laughs> yeah. ones come out. But So just a main gist... When it comes to the Avengers, Marvel Cinematic Universe, you've got your core group of Avengers, which include Iron Man, Captain America, and this is not in historical order, so it's fine. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Black Widow, Hawkeye, The Hulk, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Winter Soldier, Falcon, and then Black Panther. So it's just sort of centers around this group of either superheroes or really awesome, committed, mission-driven people trying to save the world from the big bads and even the universe because we've got Guardians of the Galaxy in yeah, there. They will not I be love brought those up. guys. So it's just, that's kind of the main gist and we're really going to touch on just that core group from phase one and phase two of the Marvel movies. Nerds out there, you know what I'm talking about. Because we want to keep it as understandable for those of us in our guild that maybe don't like me. Out. <laughs> yeah, like you. 
So let's first start out with our very first degree, which ties back to the first kickoff, not in chronological order, but in movie theatrical release order. Tony Stark, Iron Man. What connections do we see between Iron Man, his story, what he stands for, and leadership and education? He's my favorite. I'll just say that much. I don't know a whole bunch of all of the characters that are out there, but come on. He's a genius. He's cute. He's charming. He also creates a lot and he's innovative. So I think that that's pretty cool. The other thing is he's one of your multipliers when you think of teachers because he's usually in the forefront. He's somebody creating and thinking and innovating and pushing the envelope of what could be. And so that's what I think of in education when I think of our teachers and our educators that are those multipliers that jump right in and want to think differently and evolve education into something better and more impactful for our students because there is more out there that we can tap into as far as resources. And he's the one that does that. That shocks me. Number one, that shocks me. Iron Man is my least favorite. Least favorite, number one. Hey, Um, Iron Man stands. Casey's a hater. (laughs) (laughs) But here's why. So rule follower, right? I love Captain America and what he stands for. He's completely driven by the cause, his mission. And so Iron Man and Captain America butt heads in Civil War, like Tony Stark's millionaire playboy philanthropist kind of in that order. To me, the Tony Stark connection, we all know those people in our systems, in our schools, who are the early adopters of everything. And sometimes they can be a little abrasive and don't necessarily know the way to communicate with others to inspire them to also want to be innovative. And I think once Captain America joins the Avengers, they have that central leader in him. But at least for me, Tony represents that teacher who has all the knowledge and all the skill, but doesn't have necessarily those strong interpersonal skills to share and spread and build that capacity. Doesn't he grow into that, though? That's where I'm going with it, guys, (laughs) actually. (laughs) So if you give me a moment here, I'm actually thinking Tony Stark is the evolution of the balance of tech and learning. So we've all gotten our footing here in education, in doing some tech and instructional coaching together. And at some point or another, you realize that there needs to be a balance between technology just for tech's sake and making sure that the learning theory and solid instruction comes hand in hand with that. And I would say early Tony Stark, like Tony Stark as a billionaire playboy weapons manufacturer is like, ooh, flashy tech. But I think that very early on, I would argue even Iron Man first movie or even Iron Man 2, he's already getting to the point where he is realizing that you can't just have flashy tech, that there needs to be some ethics, there needs to be some teammanship, there needs to be some evolution to his growth as a professional in his realm, which is as a superhero. But I think that the teachers who are used to just relying on the flashy tech, that's only going to take you into like maybe one movie through a couple of successful endeavors. And then you've got to build out your repertoire and grow as a professional. And I think Tony Stark is a good example of that. But Casey, I am going to actually say we could probably do a whole nother complete segment on Cap versus Iron Man. But I also think 
Cap's a little bit of a Boy Scout. Tony's a little bit of a bad boy. I think they're both <laughs> necessary parts of the equation, and they develop a healthy dose of respect for each other beyond yeah. Civil War once they understand what the other one brings to the table. Another topic for another episode. Let's so much to say. Take degree number two. So how familiar are you with Black Widow in terms of her history, backstory, all of that? She was like a former uh, Russian spy, right? And yeah. had a lot of programming and brainwashing. And that's yeah. part of what makes her so incredibly disciplined and effective. But I also think that the Black Widow is somebody who changes principles throughout her story as well except mm-hmm. all of her evolution into who she is is a little bit backstory but one of the things i think that's cool about black widow is she is one of those whenever i'm asked about some essential skills and in instruction i talk a lot about the ability to flex and i think that black widow and her ability to adapt to an environment to pick up a cover to know what to do in an unexpected situation like her improvisational skills even when things are going completely bonkers like in the uh what's the captain america movie with the twisty twist that's a technical term <laughs> what's the name of it oh so you mean captain america and the winter soldier yeah that she one. does seem to be in control of the situation there For me, when you think about her backstory, she even says it in the first Avengers movie, I've got a lot of red in my ledger. She's got a past, she's got a history. But I think within that past and history, she's picked up a lot of skills that she didn't have when she was growing up. So Emily, you mentioned the brainwashing history. There's a lot of emotional abuse under there. And she becomes an emotional support And I don't think it's because she's a female, the primary female Avenger for so long. It really ties to her backstory of having that history of emotional abuse. When you're talking about the Hulk hulking out and angering, there's a moment in Avengers 2 where she's the one who tries to calm him down, the Hulk, and say, come here, big guy, and does this beautiful little calming practice with him. And that represents what our teachers now are being asked to do. You're a master of your craft, you're a master of your content, but you're also now being challenged to come up with some social and emotional support strategies to help teach your students and model for your students how to handle some deep, heavy emotional stuff. And I think she represents pieces of that. Yeah, and like it or not, what makes us better at doing that is also recognizing our own humanity and our own troubles and our own Mm -hmm. struggles through whether it's been the past year or so, or even just our own childhood and being able to take that and own that and leverage that to help your students. We don't necessarily like to always talk about or be vulnerable about those things and maybe I don't know how much Black Widow is vulnerable. You guys could speak to that more. But when you think about knowing your history and helping others through that because you can empathize with them is a really important piece. And whether we as teachers like that part of the job, it's so powerful and it makes a difference. Degree number three. Now, in addition to the Avengers core team, in terms of its construction, we got to remember that there were some people who brought that team together. And so let's make some connections here between Nick Fury, the one who initially proposes the idea of the Avengers to Tony Stark and helps bring in the whole team, Maria Hill, and also Agent Coulson. So I like the three of those S.H.I.E.L.D. operatives because I think that they can be really indicative of leadership styles. Mm -hmm. So you've got Nick Fury, who's direct, to the point, will call you out, will just say the thing that will 
get you on the carpet, but get you to show up and do the thing you need to do. Whereas I think Maria Hill is incredibly cool-headed, very calm, very almost like steady. She mm-hmm. is a very steady presence and she is always just eye on the prize. This is mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Not freaking out about it. She's one with the plan. And then Agent Colson, I think, is your teddy bear. He's real sweet and he kind of like fanboys out about Captain America yeah. in a real geeky way in Avengers after the thing happens with him where he's dead-ish. They rally around his cause because the heart that he brought to the table really was something that they all could rally behind. And I think that at any moment, any one of these leaders can be effective with that exact same group of superheroes. It's just kind of a matter of looking at how different leadership styles can really prove to be necessary and effective depending on the situation that you're facing. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. All of them represent those leaders within our educational systems that just rock. There's a quote from Nick Fury when he's talking in regular Avengers. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people, see if they could become something more, and work together when we needed them to fight battles we never could. A principal, a central director, They're not in the front lines with kids necessarily every single day. And so that leader, whatever style they use, needs to help their staff work together because the battles that we see or the challenges that we have in education today, you cannot conquer them alone. And so I love that core group as being models for leadership everywhere. And how I think about it as you guys are talking is being confident in knowing who you are and what your leadership style is. I can think of some of the best leaders. It's not like they're trying to be somebody else. They're being themselves. And Emily, as you're describing these three, they are confident in who they are and how they lead. And if you're a leader listening here, if you want to be a great leader, the people that I think of that have inspired me the most are the ones that own that. And they don't make excuses for that, but they're not constantly striving to be something else. And the leaders that are striving or are not comfortable in their own skin are too focused on themselves to be that servant leader to help others. And that's the big difference there. Well put. Great. Now let's talk about category four. Now this one we had a discussion about as a guild, how to include it, but we eventually landed on this way. Let's talk about the Black Panther. And at least for me, this is where diversity is so absolutely important. Diversity, not only in thought, but ultimately diversity in race and identity. It's huge. Look, Black Panther is the only MCU movie that was nominated for an Academy Award. It is one of the best received. It was incredibly popular. That movie was a huge hit. And I think it was because that was something that everybody needed and wanted to see. It wasn't just like, oh, cool, superhero movie. Black Panther was a model of black excellence. It was really Mm -hmm. cool to see. And I understand that this is not a concept that I own, and I take no ownership to this, but I will say this, that I believe that representation matters, and in education it matters very much too. And there are moments in time where the representation needs to be seen and will be appreciated. And I think Black Panther is something we can connect that idea to. And because we are 
three white women talking about diversity in education, we wanted to bring with a little bit of research to back this piece up. So if you look at statistics from the National Center of Education, they did a study looking at data from 2017, when they analyzed the demographical makeup of educators within our system, when you're looking at public elementary and secondary teachers, there's about 3.5 million in 2017. Of that percentage, 76% of them are white, 7% of them are black, and 9% are Hispanic. When it comes to seeing leaders, future scholars, having teachers that represent and look like our kids is so important. So what can we do? This is probably an episode for another day with Mm -hmm. a special guest. If you are really passionate about diversity and equity and teaching and helping support future teachers, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you and pick your brain and help expand our knowledge. But that's really what this all comes down to. And I would just say to that, I'm in the phase of asking questions and learning. And Mm -hmm. so we don't have the solutions, nor will we propose to have those solutions, but we recognize them and let's ask the right questions. Yep. We're ready to listen. All right. Next degree. Let's talk about Spider-Man. So we were in a couple of topics that were really, really heavy. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, there are multiple Spider-Mans. Miles Morales is my favorite, but let's talk about Peter Parker, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man's got new teacher vibes to me. Like he's the youngest. (laughs) He's trying to take it all in. He's trying to learn from people. He's trying to steal different aspects of different heroes that he admires, but he's trying to figure out what his own thing is, establish his own strength. He's just adorable noob, but he's also like gaining skills so quickly all the time. Yeah. I would even say a new coach. As a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you are a powerful representative of what change and good can look like. So I think that's a new coach, as well as being a new teacher. You want to be there to support the people that you work with. You want to be in their corner. So that's kind of the vibe that I got. And I'll take that one step further. It's just being novice at something. And especially in this day and age where you are not going to sit and stay in the same position or career or job, whether you are a teacher or in a different industry, there's going to be change. And so Being able to acknowledge and be a novice and come at it with openness and willingness to just not have to be an expert. And I think when you come and approach something as a novice, not only are you adorbs, as you mentioned, Emily, and it helps with your charm, but I think it opens yourself in such a way that you're going to be a learner and willing to adapt. And we've got to do that, right? Yeah. And sometimes you got to own your expertise, too. As Nick Fury says, bitch, you've been to space, you know, you have to step up sometime, too. I love it. Last degree. And this one comes from the classic Infinity War Part 2, the line that comic book nerds everywhere had been waiting for for so long. Avengers assemble. This is the team. You can't expect to teach alone on your island anymore you can't be in your own individual movies like even now so many of the marvel mcu heroes cross across universes you had hulk in thor ragnarok you have this cross Mm -hmm. all the way through and that's really what it's about if you're talking about building collective efficacy and seeing improved practices throughout you have to work together 
Yep. You're stronger Highly together. functional team. Everybody brings something to the table. The something that they bring is unique and can sometimes help others in ways that they hadn't anticipated. And I like what you said about them continuing to pop up and be a part of each other's story, even when we think that story is over or going into a different place that they can still cameo or assist each other in different interesting ways. A deeper narrative for the Marvel Universe. Am I saying that right? Marvel yep. Cinematic okay. MCU. Marvel Cinematic it's, thank you. MCU. <laughs> it's, a deep, it's not only a deeper narrative there, but just consider yourself as a professional. It's going to deepen your narrative. It's going to deepen your story. It's going to make you better at the work that you do because you are learning and growing, not in isolation, but from many others as well. And who's going to benefit, especially in education? Those are your kids, your students in your classroom. Your learners. Absolutely. Game time. I know we're a little bit over, hopefully forgiveness, but <laughs> let's go ahead and play our game. So in this particular game, it's once again, and this normally does not work in Jenny's favor. But Never. And this is not, this, I'm just going to tell you right now, Casey, I'm already <laughs> screwed. I'm telling you. So I am notorious for whatever I pick for other people. And it's almost always Casey that I like <laughs> screw it up. And yeah. I've been a van. I've been a song about a lady of the That evening. one I edited out. That one I edited out. But there is an outtake of me connecting Casey to a song about a high class me. lady of the evening. But yes. lady of the evening based on her queen Unknowingly, episode. I didn't mean to. And let's move sure, on. Yeah. 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 But I'm going to yeah. mess this one up too. I'm already so, telling you now. I'm already looking at my notes. I'm, it's we're good. Only go well. I mean, It comes from a good place. Yeah. So we are going to assign one another or connect one another to the superheroes the core group or even exterior characters from the mcu i'll go first and just get it over with i'm gonna do emily's first because casey i promise you i do not do this on purpose but yours is gonna be (laughs) so emily you are thunderstrike jane foster is she even a person She is a person. Oh. I looked at Thor. Uh, yes, so she's Thor's counterpart. Did you she's pick that just because I said Thor was hot? <laughs> no. That when I saw that, I was like, perfect. perfect. Now they can be people together. Nice. No, I didn't. But yes, she's a doctor, and maybe someday you'll be a doctor. She is a scientist. I know you're more in the English side of things, but I could see you yeah. being able to do that. She's a goddess of thunder, and uh, she helped defeat Loki from evil magic. When we are together and we're talking through things, if there's any, I wouldn't call it evil magic, but anything I'm working through, you are helping me defeat it. So there Aww. there you are. Well, thank you. Aww. Welcome. All right, All right, Casey, I'm sorry. I had this <laughs> written down before you had said things on the six degrees. So I had put you as Iron Man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so I put you as Iron Man because I like him. I look up to I him. Like him. I like him too. I think there's so much to <laughs> learn from him. And he is a genius. And I feel like you are a genius. And you're an inventor of the things that you create. And he's an inventor. And he needs space to create. And then he comes together. But first he needs his time in his lab. So that's why I picked Iron Man for you. You're Tony Stark. But again, now you don't like him. So, so but here's the thing. There we I go. feel like it's a psychological thing where we often hate the things about other people that are ourselves. Maybe. There we so go. I could see mm-hmm. it. Thank you. I appreciate your superhero connections. I will go next. So here's the one for Jenny. I'm going to bestow upon you the powers of Scarlet Witch. I have no idea so what that is. Looking she's it up Wanda. Wanda she's in awesome. the latter part of the movies. She's kind of awesome. But here's why. 
I'm going to use negative connotation sounding words, but just wait and hear me. Roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. Her power is being able to control and manipulate dark energy and dark magic. But I think given the emphasis that I feel like you have on maintaining poise, I just feel like that best fits your personality. And deep down, she feels deeply, but is such an awesome character. Thanks. And I just looked her up and she wears a red jumpsuit. And that kind of goes in line with all the Britney Spears episode where I was like, oh, I'd wear the red jumpsuit. So red there we go. Suit. I'm consistent. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then Emily, please don't be mad at me. But there's oh. also a reason for this one. I am going to give you Loki. Loki. Look at the face. I wish people could see Emily's face right now. So Honestly, I was just thinking, also hot. Okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so this ties back to our imposter syndrome episode. I think people are wrong about Loki. Deep down, he's not driven by some sort of deep-seated hatred. He feels like he was left out. He feels like he was abandoned. He's misunderstood. He's also really, really clever. God of mischief. He's got this magic wizarding powers. He's got all the words. And so you have this amazing skill set with all of those things, with a little bit of snark and a little bit of sass. But I don't think you're a villain. I just think your personality, and you got the awesome curly hair. So you're Loki. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking puny god. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. You are burdened with glorious purpose. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to have to watch that show now. All right. Yeah, he was always my favorite too, by the way. Okay, moving on. Okay, so... Casey, I've got you down as Captain Marvel because I think Captain Marvel is a story of the discovery of her own power. So I think that the only thing that's keeping her from realizing all the incredible things that she is capable of in her first movie specifically about her is really just the knowledge of self and the understanding of what she's capable of. And I think that once you have gotten your head around what your specific strengths are that you bring to table, of which there are many, I think that you have been able to transcend your capabilities on an ongoing basis in a way that's really cool. Nice. And I really want a mohawk. Nice. <laughs> she's so cool with that mohawk. Yeah, I love it. So Jenny, I think that Please don't hate me for this one either. This is not a villain, but it's a weird power, but let me explain it. I was going to give you the power of both Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is the ability to kind of... Okay, you guys are going to kill me. You guys you know, are going you know, me at this. Basically, what I think about Ant-Man and the Wasp is that they show up in later movies, and I actually think so those are some of the best MCU movies. They are underrated always. And I think it's because... They play a little bit more comedic, but their powers are incredible. I've been looking at what happens when they can large size themselves and what they're capable of doing. They have as much firepower as the Hulk, but they're not using it all the time and they're completely in control of it in a very specific targeted exciting targeted way and jenny i think you've got a way of channeling energy kind of like scarlet witch scarlet style witch. like casey said yeah. we're saying this as well you can channel energy you can expand or draw in energy as is needed and i think that you can see what's needed for a situation and make fit 
And I think that that is something that you are incredibly good at. Your adaptability and ability to quickly read a situation and figure out what you need to be to work with it. I think that Ant-Man and the Rasp, like literally, they can be as large or small, as strong or slick as they need to be. And I think that you're capable of doing that too. So Awesome. I'll take it. And who doesn't love Paul Rudd? So... I mean, (laughs) come on, you'll stay young forever, right? (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for assembling with us today. Geeking out with us today. Yep. As we went way over time. Yep. As per usual. Per usual, but yeah, (laughs) hopefully you were able to see some of these connections with us as well. And yeah, thanks so much. And if not, go rewatch some movies. Bye. And that's a wrap for another mini-sode on GLG's summer pop culture playground, Six Degrees of Education. A sincere thank you for joining us on this journey as we continue to advocate for adult learners and aim to contribute to this community with genuine conversations about education, leadership, and topics that matter to you. If you'd like to connect, you can find us on our website, thegroundedlearnersguild.com, on Twitter, at GroundedLGuild, at CVeacher, at TechCoachM, and at Jenny Labrie using the hashtag GLGPodChat. Feedback is a powerful tool. Might you consider leaving us a review? It helps us to keep growing, allows us to bring you quality and customized content, and assists in getting this content into others' hands, or better put, ears. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream. Thanks again for joining us, Casey, Emily, and me, Jenny, on this minisode of the Grounded Learners Guild. See you at the playground. And even though it's summer, do your best to stay grounded.